0: welcome to the podcast transformations my name is nick bank and i'm your host on this podcast a guest first shares a personal story of transformation then listen back to it and reflect on their own experiences for this episode i have my third guest mr nick, nick van Dam. Dam. nick van damme oh. uh, currently living in where are you calling in from today nick i'm
1: calling in from uh, madrid uh, spain uh, nicolai wow
0: Nick, uh, great to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm delighted to be uh, with you and uh, and to share some stories today.
0: Uh, Nick, uh, you and I we know each other through uh, inset, but for those that don't know you, would you mind just telling us a bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks, Nikolai. So um, it's always hard to say something about yourself, right? So, but if I if I re- <laughs> if I reflect. And also maybe what other people say about myself is that um, um, I had the privilege and honor uh, to spend my entire career, uh, so over 30 years, um, basically in the area of uh, helping people to become the the best version of themselves. And I have done that in a number of different ways. Um, I've been uh, uh, Chief Learning Officer for Deloitte globally. Um, also for McKinsey, I've been in a number of uh, HR roles for uh, those firms. Uh, I've been an advisor, uh, and I'm still are actually an advisor to a number of um, uh, clients on on people development and leadership development. Um, I've always enjoyed reflecting as well what's happening um, in the field of people development, uh, and as a consequence, I've been uh, you know I've been re- uh, writing a number of books. Um, um, related to people development, um, um, leadership development, um, and you know, one thing that I would say describe myself if I had to describe myself, and one of my my mantra is that I always say, um, you know, measure your success by the way you touch the lives of people, and that's kind of a, a saying that I'm living by uh, in basically everything what I'm doing in terms of coaching, uh, teaching. Um, helping other people, publications, etc. It's all about how can I have an impact on, on other people.
0: So interesting to hear, Nick. During our preparatory call, I asked you to consider some sort of a transformative experience that we could talk about for this podcast. Could be something you have experienced in your personal or your your business life. I don't know whether you have your own definition of transformation that you want to share initially, perhaps?
1: Yeah, thanks, Nikolai. It's maybe more a a metaphor uh, that is used actually quite a bit when uh, people are reflecting on transformation. When I I hear the word transformation, and also when I reflect on myself and I reflect on other people, I always think about, you know, um, how a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. And to me, that's all what transformation is about, is becoming, becoming something else, uh, something more beautiful, the best version of yourself. And that also relates to teams in organizations, but also uh, organizations itself, right? So if you transform an organization, it becomes something different, more beautiful, uh, more impactful uh, for, um, for people.
0: Thank you. I think uh, it's beautiful to hear you say that and share your experience of transformation. Yeah, certainly this uh, this notion of the caterpillar becoming a butterfly, something that is that is permanent, something that is that is changed from what it was before. For today, which experience did you choose to share with us?
1: Yeah, thanks, Nikolai. I, I like to reflect on a um, on an experience that's had both an, a huge impact on myself personally and professionally. Uh, and this relates to, uh, you know, to my career uh, and a choice that I made at one point. So let me take you back in time. So um, I was in my um, in my um, uh, mid thirties um, and I had always a desire to live abroad. Um, and, you know, in, in the company I was working for at that point in time, Siemens, uh, wonderful organization. Um, I had mentioned to a number of people, I love to work abroad. Um, and they came back to me at one point and they said, Well, we have a terrific opportunity for you to move to Munich uh, and to be in an international role working from Munich. And I thought, Wow, you know, Munich is an interesting place uh, close to the Alps. I, I love to ski as an example. And mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I also love Italian food. So I thought, okay, that would be a wonderful place to go to. And at the same time, Uh, I was approached by a small startup in the United States outside of Philadelphia, a company with 500 people. Um, And I said to myself, you know, what is the biggest kind of, you know, opportunity to move outside of my comfort zone? Um, And I reflected on that and I came to the conclusion, you know, joining a small company, a startup, in the United States would probably be, you know, will push me definitely out of my comfort zone. So I decided uh, with my wife to go to the United States. uh, And initially, um, and this applies to many people, uh, listeners who have done this as well, you typically say, well, let me do this for one or two or three years. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened actually, it turned out to to become a 12 year, um, you know, stay in the United States. Now, what was transformative about this experience? A, a number of things. Uh, first, um, moving in, in uh, you know, moving uh, and and living in a in a different country, a different culture, but also um, kind of you know n- not kind of a one hour flight from your home country. Uh, you know, that by itself is 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 a big a big change. Um, and also working particularly in a very different culture than a European culture, the Dutch culture where I'm from, um, that also has pushed me completely out of my comfort zone. Um, um, And then it's also, of course, on a personal level, right? So um, moving to a different place, um, getting a new home, um, making new friends, uh, getting used to a different culture. Um, It also means that... Um, and that's what I learned, what has enriched my life, is that if you live in another country, um, you also start looking um, at your own country, at your own culture, and ask yourself questions. What do you really appreciate about, you know, your, 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 your culture? And also, what are things you believe, you know, uh, you know might be different or better uh, than in another culture? So it provides you a way more rich, you know, kind of perspective on, on cultures, etc. cetera. Um, in addition to that, I, I worked for, an, you know, this startup was acquired by Deloitte. Uh, uh, so I, 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 I moved from this startup to become part of Deloitte and Deloitte Consulting uh, and in, um, in a number of different roles, um, and, and including um, in, H, in an HR role globally to set up an HR function. Um, and that was something that I had never done before. Uh, I was asked for a role that I felt like I'm, I'm not competent per se. Um, so I had to learn on the job and that pushed me out of, outside of my comfort zone. Um, it was a global role, so I had to work with uh, people from over 50 different countries. Uh, and basically uh, collectively shaping uh, the HR function globally. Uh, building it because it was a fast-growing part of uh, Deloitte Consulting. So that was also fascinating. And I have to say, Nikolai, um, that's what I learned is that the whole international component of my work has always uh, become the most exciting, the most rewarding of what I've been doing. And I still enjoy actually uh, interacting with people from all over the world in a number of leadership programs. Um, also, it gave me exposure to other countries. Uh, I had a, an opportunity to um, build a, a team in India, in, in Hyderabad, uh, and as a consequence, spending a lot of time in India. And again, India is also a very different culture, and there are many subcultures and different cultures within India. So I learned a lot about India, and I and I and I have to say I I, lo- I always I love India. It's a, one of my favorite places to go. Um, in terms of the people, the culture, uh, the energy, the growth, um, the change, uh, and and last but not least, you know, I love Indian food. So the whole global dimension, to become a global citizen, has, has that has happened actually as a consequence of for me moving in the United to the United States, but also from an American culture perspective. Uh, What I've learned is that uh, in America, still in many organizations, there is a can-do mentality. Uh, It's always like, okay, how can we make this happen? Um, Versus, you know, in more Western European countries, people are more conscious and ask themselves questions. Well, maybe this won't fly because there are 10 reasons why this, this might go wrong. And, and the American culture is a little bit the other way around, like, so there are 10, 10 reasons why this might become successful. So why not trying it? But also uh, being open to fail. Uh, and I, I, I have to say, I, I've made a lot, a lot of mistakes, actually, uh, in, in doing my, my, my work. And I learned a lot from it, because we know from a learning science perspective that we only learn if we do something that doesn't work, actually, that has a huge impact, emotional impact, potentially, on ourselves, and that will will help us do something differently next time. So accelerated learning, accelerated development, uh, that has been extremely exciting uh, of being in the United States. But also, uh, Nikolai, and this is a little bit on 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 uh, reflecting on uh, on leadership overall. Uh, that's also when I discuss often with um, with leaders in different organizations. And that is, you know, if I step back and reflect on my roles at at Siemens, at Deloitte, um, at McKinsey, both in the United States and globally, um, what I truly believe that the legacy. Um, that we are leaving as leaders is all about the impact that we had on people around us. And that means actually, have we been developing the next generation of leaders? Did we help people to become, as I mentioned before, the best version of themselves by mentoring people, by coaching people, etc. Because if we leave organizations the first thing that will disappear is that you know any program that we have implemented, any system we have implemented, any policies that we have launched, uh, and I can go on. Basically, the minute you walk out of the door, somebody else will pick it up and will change it, etc. So that's not our legacy. A lot of people think that's a legacy. It's not. It's all about impact on people, and and the question is, how do you know that that's the case? Well um i can share i was uh, uh, i was in the united states the last two weeks um and um, a number of people former colleagues they knew that i would come actually and a number of them reached out to me and they organized uh, um, a big event uh, basically get together uh, and and having you know drinks and dinners and and talk about the past and talk about the present and talk about the future and it shows a level of appreciation for you know what you have done actually in an organisation uh, the relationship you have built uh, and as a consequence the impact that you had on people and that's what i really feel uh, also privileged uh, that i had a, an opportunity to 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 do this actually so, um, so very transformative for myself professionally um, and I believe that as a consequence of that experience I have been able to do a number of other things in my life. Um, Professionally I moved from Deloitte to McKinsey and that would not have happened without the international and the U.S. experience. It was a prerequisite actually uh, for a role like that Uh, but also an opportunity to uh, be a faculty member uh, at different uh, universities. uh, I have an appointment at the University of Pennsylvania uh, where I'm uh, a faculty member uh, and a dissertation chair of a program for uh, chief learning officers. It's a wonderful program. So that's one one foot in uh, in in Philadelphia, uh, and then currently I'm in Madrid, uh, affiliated with um, IE Business School, uh, and also I have uh, another affiliation with uh, Nijmegen uh, Business University in the Netherlands. So a number of places where um, I can have an impact. Uh, on people and on uh, leaders. And maybe uh, Nikolai, as a, a personal lesson learned as well, um, that is, um, there is a saying um, that um, one of my candidates in in one of my programs shared with me, uh, and she has lived in different countries as well. And she said to me, um, you know, you your homeland is basically, or your homeland." Uh, uh is basically are basically the places where you have friends uh, and that's why you know i'm feeling home my homeland is in the netherlands it's in spain it's in in, in india it's in uh in the united states so i have multiple homelands uh, and she said that um, your home is where you are loved by people um, and also i can say that you know, I, I have many homes actually around the world. I have wonderful people I love and they love me. And um, and that makes it also, if I think about again, back to what this experience has brought me to move to the United States, uh, a life changing uh, experience for myself that I still benefiting from every single day.
0: Wow, Nick, it was so great to hear you tell the story. I've heard part of it a late dinner in uh, in France, but uh, this was really the longer story, which is perfect for, for this podcast. So Nick, thank you for sharing your experience. Now is the time on the podcast where uh, through the wonders of modern technology, we are going to experience time travel. So in a minute, I'll snap my fingers. And then when we come back after the break, uh, you will have listened to yourself sharing your own experience, and we will hear your reflections. And perhaps your advice to your younger self. So, Nick, take care and talk to you in a week.
1: Thanks a lot, Nikolai.
0: Hello, Nick. Thank you for coming back on the podcast today.
1: No, you're welcome, uh, Nick. I'm delighted to be back, and was wonderful to listen to uh, to the podcast from last week. I can't believe um, you know we are a week later.
0: Yes, exactly. So, how and where are you doing today?
1: Actually, I travelled to the Netherlands. I'm at Nijenrode Business University here in Brooklyn, Brooklyn. It's a small town, about uh, twenty minutes um, outside of Amsterdam. It's a beautiful uh, old castle where the business school um, has a number of classrooms and there's a wonderful campus, so I'm I'm here this week to do some teaching and, and I will meet a number of people and also friends and my mom actually. So wonderful to be in the Netherlands uh, this week.
0: Great to hear. So, Nick, I'm so curious. How did it feel like to listen to yourself talking about your own transformative experience?
1: Nothing, so Nicola, Nick, Nick. Uh, so uh, um, you know, I, I have to admit, um, um it was um, it was perfectly fine to listen to myself. And um, I think the reason is that I've been you know, do, I've been involved in in a number of podcasts myself. I've been recording video lectures, uh, and therefore, um I'm used to look to to listen to myself. So it was not a big shock, but at, at the same time, if you listen, you always think about, you know, what's your way of speaking, uh, what can you improve, what you, can you do differently, uh, and due to the fact that um, the interview was not scripted, I had no bullets; uh, it was just came from my heart actually. Um, that I noticed that I had a number of uh, ums uh, that I'm you know, stopping ums, yeah, um, in in the podcast. So, Oh wow, well, you know I. I need to think about it, how can I avoid that when I uh, when I uh, record a podcast? But uh, that was the only thing that, uh, you know, came to my mind. But I was pleased with um, overall the conversation, uh, with my tone of voice, um,
0: what I have shared, actually. So, yeah. That's great to hear, Nick. You know, one of the things and, and one of the early pieces of feedback I got on the podcast is that people really appreciate this notion of being live on tape. You know, because we can uh, in in post production and editing, you know, you can change most things around. But I, I want to bring to the listeners this sense of us having a, a real live conversation, and we do make stops. And we do make uh, God knows I make tons of mistakes, some of which are taken out in post production. I I will admit, but uh, it's it's part of the conversations that we have, especially when you, as you say, it's unscripted and it's a this uh, sort of stream of consciousness uh, that takes place. So. I really appreciate uh, the the uh, the fact that that uh, you're able to uh, to reflect on that and as, as as you said yourself, you're used to hearing yourself talk. you're used to being uh, on on podcasts, you're used to being on camera. even uh, listeners can't see this, but we are actually on camera and uh, you know a lot of conversation goes through that also. Sonic, what are your reflections on listening to yourself, sharing your uh, experience? Yeah, thanks, sir, Nick.
1: A couple of things came to my mind. One relates to my introduction. And when I think about kind of people who are introducing themselves in terms of what they have been doing in life, I always feel that, you know, we are, I feel I'm a humble soldier. So therefore, as a consequence, you don't want to come across as, you know, somebody who's bragging about his career or life, etc. So, I hope that that was not how people felt when they were listening to the first part. So, that was one one, um, reflection. The second one relates to the, the metaphor that I used. Transformation, basically, you go from being a caterpillar to become a butterfly. And I also recognize that Um, caterpillars are beautiful uh animals small animals and it also means actually that you know maybe it's perfectly fine that you know there are people and that's how i also how i think there are people who like to stay caterpillars their entire life and they are very happy to be a caterpillar and don't have to become a butterfly so therefore you know, transformation is something that can be wonderful, something that you are uh, inspired by, you like to go through, but also there are people who are perfectly fine to do things in a different way and not transforming towards a butterfly. And I think that also as leaders and in organizations, we need to be respectful for, you know, people with different preferences when it comes to transformation. I spoke about a number of themes in the podcast. The things I've done in my career, the things that I value, the things that I think are important, the things that have shaped me as a person. And that includes, you know, moving out of your comfort zone. Very important. People first. Uh, I believe that, you know, my relationship with people are always at the core of my purpose of what I'm doing. My reflections on legacy of leaders and legacy of the work that I'm doing myself. Um, As I mentioned in the podcast, it all goes back to, you know, um, helping other people to become the best version of themselves, helping other people to grow and and learn in, in, in organizations, being a mentor, coach to other people. That's what I believe is the biggest legacy that we leave as leaders and it also applies for myself. And... Uh, Very important. Another thing relates to um, being vulnerable and being authentic as a leader, being open to make mistakes. And maybe a small anecdote on that is that when I was uh, 27, my leader uh, who worked uh, at Siemens decided to leave the organization. And Leadership at Siemens came to me and said, well, we like you to step into the shoes of your former leader. And I asked myself and I asked them, why are you asking me? I'm the least experienced person here of the entire team of 20 people. Everybody is older. They have very deep expertise. Uh, what I don't have at this point, I have no leadership experience i've never attended a leadership program why are you asking me to become the leader of this group and they did not answer the question but i learned down the road what the answer was and that was basically that they felt that i was a person who had a lot of energy energy of enthusiasm i did well in collaborating with people i listened to others i looked at opportunities and 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 how i could collaborate with others to make things happen and that basically have been some of the ingredients of my leadership style that i have taken forward my entire career and that was later on a very kind of interesting insight for myself also when we reflect today about you know new leadership in organizations that people are reflecting on some of these elements that i was lucky that i have been practicing that early in my career because i had no other choice i didn't know to do what to do differently and i felt that in order to be respected and you need the same level as everybody else in the organization in your team at least and, and that has worked out really well for myself in terms of being vulnerable, being open, admit that you make mistakes, uh, learn from it. That's still, I think, key of what I've been doing and also what I believe is important in leadership. And finally, also listening to my my story, I'm very grateful, and I feel also privileged that I had a, had the career I had, that I had a chance to move to different co- live in different countries transform myself uh, in many ways and I always say that goes back to education Uh, I think you know I feel privileged that I had a chance to go to college to get my degrees and I believe that education is the key for success um, and for fulfillment uh, in life and that's why I'm a big um, um, fan of, of, of the whole notion of lifelong learning
0: thank you Nick for your reflections i'm just struck by the fact that when you talk about education even today you are both a teacher and a student that's that that's interesting right and i and i think you know just building on your story there's this element of you know some can see the use of the word settling as either settling for something less or settling down but it can I think can also mean that you can land on your right shelf or at least the shelf that is good for you at this time. For me this notion of you being both a student and as you say a learner and a teacher at the same time you're you're continuing to develop and grow yourself and I'm sure also leaving a, an, an impact on the people that you surround yourself with. I know that for a fact and I'm sure your students would, would say the same. Do you think that's that is something that you have brought with you from a specific place uh, or a specific experience?
1: Thanks, uh, Nick,
0: for, uh, for that uh, reflection
1: and for, for the comments. I think it traces back to uh, a number of things. One is um, I've been the first in my family. I look at my parents, they don't have a chance to go to college. Go to university so i'm the first person who had a chance to go to university and also when i um when i look back into my family in terms of you know and you go back in time kind of 100 years and what have you know all your family's members have done actually and where we are today in society and i believe that education um that's what i you know figured out myself early in life is the key to um, as i mentioned to to fulfillment to success so it, it's that's one and secondly it's also extremely rewarding to learn and to collaborate with others and building on what you said in some settling I also set, I, you know some settling for something less or something the same or something different I almost would say it's settling for something more than you know interesting and, yeah the, set, the settling for something more is relates to the notion that um, you know there is a lifespan that I think that um, you know if we are lucky we all get all become can become older and uh, and we can continue contribute in different ways uh, in many ways uh, to society and I believe that in order to do so it's important to continue kind of learn about yourself reflect on things that are different than the, in the past. Um, get exposure to people who think differently about a number of topics, getting immersed in new uh, content, material. So I believe that that will help you to position you to stay relevant in terms of what you're doing, the impact that you can have on other people. Uh, and, and last but not least, also for myself, uh, extremely rewarding.
0: Thank you, Nick, for sharing your experience and your reflections today, and also for taking the time and the initiative to reflect back on it, giving you an opportunity to share a transformative experience and to reflect back on it. I want to thank you for your time, Nick, for today. I hope it was useful for you to have this conversation. I really enjoyed hearing you sharing your story. Thank you for today.
1: Uh, thanks a lot, Nick. It was a pleasure uh, being in this podcast today.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Transformations. I hope you enjoyed it. Please remember to like, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for your time and stay tuned for a new episode of Transformations. More episodes on the way.